1: I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Time and distance are no barrier to energy, and that means no matter when you're listening, no matter how you found us, you are here for a reason. And I hope that something in the next hour lights you up and helps you move forward. Now, most of us are familiar with the principles of the law of attraction, and using the power of positive thought to direct our lives, to improve them. But do we remember to apply that? And if we do remember, how often does that happen? Maybe once a month, maybe once a week if we're really into it? Well, my guest today on, on the show is Jackie Lappin. She is the author of Practical Conscious Creation, and she's here to share ways that we can apply conscious creation principles on a daily basis to help anchor our practice, to speed that manifestation uh, process. She wants to share how to charge each day with this powerful form of inspired thought in all of our actions, our decisions, our routines. Are you ready to meet her? Jackie Lapin is a noted speaker, coach, and transformational business leader. She's the author of the highly acclaimed The Art of Conscious Creation, and her newest book, Practical Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to Manifest Your Desires, has won five prestigious book awards, and it's an Amazon.com bestseller. A pioneering spirit who succeeded at the highest levels of multiple careers, Jackie was one of the nation's first women sports writers, and then she became a nationally recognized media relations expert with a world-class client list for more than 35 years. Now today, Jackie's Conscious Media Relations specializes in authors, companies, and resources that serve the mind-body-spirit marketplace. You can find out lots more about Jackie and her work at JackieLappin.com. Jackie, welcome to Out of the Fog. I am so pleased to be here, Karen. This is a delight to finally connect with you uh, on air. Oh, Oh, it's wonderful. I've been really looking forward to this conversation, and maybe where we should start is just for you to say a little bit about what conscious creation is. Now, that's different from the Law of Attraction stuff? Well, I
0: think what you can think of is the Law of Attraction is more a a passive response to the energy. And conscious creation is an active response. And it's taking charge of what it is. And how that works, because... Once we understand how the energy works, then in fact we can really begin to utilize the act of conscious creation. Um, You know, we are all energy, and you can see the physical energy that we are, those molecules, but our thoughts and our emotions are also energy, and they go out into the world and they do one of two things. One is they impact things on a domino effect, or... They attract like energy back, which is, of course, the, the, uh, the law of attraction. And when it attracts like energy back, it gives us more opportunity to experience what it is that we're vibrating out into the world. So if you're feeling angry and jealous, it's going to give you more experiences that will make you angry and jealous or what you anticipate in the world will actually come back and, and, and be a reality for you. So, um, you know, the, the key thing is that we're vibrating in a range of frequencies from the high to the low. And when we're vibrating in the low frequency, we're frequency, we're, we're vibrating fear and anxiety and worry and disappointment and distrust and anger. And when we're putting that out of the world, of course, by law of attraction, we're bringing that back to us. And that makes life really challenging. It's like driving a car with the brakes on. And that's when your life, you know, you have relationship problems and money problems and, you know, nothing is really very easy. However, if you're vibrating in the high range of the scale, that's love and compassion and joy and trust and trusting the universe in particular um, and optimism and gratefulness. When you're vibrating in those frequencies, you're actually vibrating in the same range as the universe, because the universe vibrates at the level of love. And so when you are vibrating in those high ranges, that means that the universe is carrying you along. It's kind of like being drafted in a race car or uh, on a bicycle or having the wind in your sails. And when you experience that, when you're vibrating at that frequency, then you're going to experience synchronicities happen, doors open, plans fall into place. Everything just seems to um, be uh, a smooth ride. And that's the distinction, an important distinction, because now you're sort of in the universe's favor. Now, now that we understand that, when we are consciously creating, magi- creating with intent, imagining and visualizing, in the high range, while we're doing this in the high frequency range, that's when you begin to see your manifestations happen very quickly and you go oh my god that's so cool I want to do that again it's, it's almost Pavlovian you think I love this I want to learn how to do this how do I make this happen and so that's really what's very very cool about you know when you're consciously creating in the high range you begin to see results and here's the really neat part about that you become a better faster manifester day by day
1: Now you said that we're all of us, either conscious creators or unconscious creators. And that to me is where this gets a little meaty, right? It's a, it's wonderful for me to imagine and visualize and create something good. But what if I slip up? What if I'm not conscious? What am I creating unconsciously? That's probably not so great. That's exactly right. Most of us, don't
0: realize that when we're whining and complaining about the world, when we're looking things negatively, when we're uh, assuming things are going to happen for the worst, when we are looking on the negative side as opposed to the positive side of something, just because that's the way we operate or we're a glass half empty, um, then in fact you are actually creating, even though you might not be aware of it. As I tell people, you know, I had to learn to be a glass half full because that's not my nature. And I'm always slapping myself on the hands and saying, oh, I don't want to go there anymore. I know better. Um, And so once you begin conscious of your thoughts and where they're taking you, then you have this real incredible power to begin shifting. And what's really nice about this, you can change the number of positive experiences you have compared to the negative experiences. You shift the ratio into the high frequencies. And that's why when you become conscious of what you're doing rather than unconsciously creating, you really begin to have power in your life and you're no longer a victim.
1: Mm. And the more positive you see, the more that comes back to you, the more you want it and the more you create. And that's that's beautiful. That's transformative in your life.
0: Absolutely, and it's about not just what you think; it's about what you say, and how, what you say to others, and what you think about yourself. It's a it's a full spectrum of where your thoughts going. And I love to tell people to set a, um, a cell phone every one hour, one hour, and when that goes alarm goes off, find out. Think about what you're thinking. And you're going to be shocked at how much of your thinking is negative.
1: It is a little scary. This stuff is a little scary to me because I know that as mindful as I try to be in my own life, in my own practice, in my own relationships, I know there's a lot of stuff under there. There's a lot of old patterns and there's resentments and there's anxiety and there's projecting. I'm going to the airport tomorrow. I have already at some level played out a, a scenario in my mind, you know, where I go through security and I can't get my shoes off and my bag falls apart. And right. So I know that's all going on underneath. And so that's where sometimes this stuff to me is a little bit, it's delightful and it attracts me. And it's a little worrisome because well, what if the, I mess the it good up? News is,
0: that the universe acts on your most recent recent thought. Mm -hmm. You can actually erase those negative thoughts if you choose to think differently. And then you can prevent the negative from happening. But you're right. Um, If you're not, if, if if you habitually go to that place, or even just on occasion, you risk experiencing the thing that you actually fear that will be the reality. Um, and I'm always one of these people that has to say, did I just say that? Did I just think that? Oh, boy. Um, and, and one of the things I tell people is when I go into one of these big black moods of when I'm having a bad day, I know that if I don't pull myself out and change pretty quickly, tomorrow isn't going to be any fun. So I really have to either say, all right, I'm going to indulge myself for 24 hours and let the... And just, live with what happens. Or I can do something about it right now.
1: And because the universe vibrates at the frequency of love when we make those corrections, at least as I believe, as I try to teach, when we make those corrections and we make them in a loving way, not out of fear, not out of, oh no, what have I just done? I've ruined my airport experience. (laughs) You make that correction out of love from a place of groundedness in the heart of the divine, and you make that correction in love, and that shifts the energy beautifully, right there.
0: Well, I think the one that is a great comfort for me whenever I'm doing something like that is just to think all is well. The universe is really taking care of me. I don't need to worry about this. Or I know that it's all going to work out. I don't really need to sit here and dwell on it. And once you do that, once you put it in the hands of the divine, um, then you can let go. You don't have to uh, re- re circle it in your mind and again and again and again. And that is the thought that corresponds with love. Hmm. The universe is taking care of me, it loves me, it's going to work work for me. So when you go from that place, you're immediately implementing love into the equation.
1: And it changes your vibration instantly, instantly Mm -hmm. when you do that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, a lot of times I can actually feel the distinction. For example, music. When I'm listening to positive music, uh, you know, uh, beautiful uh, soft jazz or new age music, I can literally feel my body lift and um, the 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 tension go away. Well, there's almost an equivalent of that when you say, "I'm going to shift out of that negative thinking and into this other mode. I'm going to." feel differently. And that's an important thing that we need to talk about too. I'm going to approach this with a different open attitude as opposed to assuming everything's going to go down the drain right away.
1: Well, and you do say in in the book, in Practical Conscious Creation, you you do say that we can choose the emotions that we want to have. Can you say more about that? I think a lot of times we feel like our emotions sort of wash over us and we experience them after they've come in.
0: Well, absolutely. And and I think what we need to do is quickly take a quick um, review of seven steps to consciously create your life and then we can talk about how you can actually begin to shift those emotions and your thoughts. Because they're both kind of, um, they're both an element here, but your emotions are actually more powerful in communicating with the universe than your thoughts are. Um, I call them the Express Mail to the Cosmic Post Office. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're feeling, the universe gets right away. So, um, so let's walk through those really quickly, if you don't mind, Karen. Oh, I'd and then, love it. You know, we can do that. So the first step is to accept that you're responsible for your own life and begin taking charge. When you recognize, as we said, that you have the power to change the number of positive to negative experiences in your life, then you really know that you're in charge and you can eliminate that victimhood. The second thing is to access your current frequency, your vibrational level, what we've been talking about, recognizing how you lower your frequency as you go about your daily life. And I call a lot of the things we do negative energy habits. Um, and, it, you know, they're the things that we do over and over and over again. Uh, you know, we do complain. We um, look, You know, we look at ourselves and we f- consider ourselves less than adequate. We, um, we might view other people judging them uh, and, and always considering other people to be, um, you know, less than us or you know, more than us. I mean, you know, there are just all kinds of things that we do in the world that, in fact, um, make us uh, habitually... Um, logged into the negative vibration. So once you can begin to see what you're doing, what your personal negative energy habits are, then you can begin st- stage three, which is to begin the process of personal frequency management. And that is taking steps to raise your frequency. Now, there are some, you know, obviously what we're talking about is some very basic things about changing how you perceive things. One of the things in... Practical Conscious Creation. There's a one article that's um, it's called Change. It's about changing your perspective, and it gives 20 different questions that you can ask to change how you're looking at something. And some of them include: What is the universe trying to tell me? How can I learn from this to make this better the next time? What am I learning here that's going to help me help other people in the future? How is this going to improve my life when I take this new pathway? Another, um, one of my other favorite articles in the book is called, It's Not a Mistake, It's Not an Error, It's Not a Problem, It's Not a Challenge, It's a Universal Redirect. (laughs) And when you begin to realize that the universe is trying to tell you something, that it's moving you in a new direction with every experience that you might consider negative, it really isn't a negative, it's a positive. So some of those things are very simple ways that you begin to shift how you perceive things and you think about them. But you know sometimes it's just a matter as we talked about. Yeah, yeah, you got you're having a bad day. Maybe you're not quite as habitually hooked into negative thinking as as others are. But okay, so let's say the dog peed on your shoes today, and the boss screamed at you, and you spilled coffee on yourself, and all of a sudden you know. Everything is spiraling out of control. And there's no accident about that, by the way. When you start letting that negative energy go, it's going to, it's going to attract more of it. So, um, you know, when you get to one of those days, some of the things that you can do to absolutely just immediately stop and reorient yourself into a more positive, loving framework um, is to uh, go out. And I have, I have um, 300 roses on my property. So I go, literally go out and smell the roses. Huh. You can play music, you can play with your kids, you can go out and exercise, you can get out in nature, you can uh, meditate, you can, uh, you know, read, anything that, gonna is, that will bring you peace or joy are the things that will immediately stop the negative spiral. And if you take the time to do that, you're going to reset your energy. And that's really where, when we talk about, when you talk about changing the emotional state, that's the perfect way to do it. Find what your thing is that's going to allow you to shift that energy quickly and then indulge yourself in that. So those are some of the tips for, you know, personal frequency management. Step four is decide what you want to experience in your future with clarity. You know, so many times when you hear people who have used the law of attraction to bring into their life what they want, it's because they've gotten very defined about what it is that they really want to see happen. However, and we'll talk about expectations later. Um, and you know, one of the things that's really important here is you. You know, many the reason that many people did not have a successful experience with the secret is because even though they may have had these high beautiful, positive visions, they're still, they're, the frequency that they're actually putting out is desperation. I need it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm having such financial troubles. I got to have this or um, or you know, I'm not worthy or there, there's some negative correspondence going on at the same time. And so the universe can't get a clear picture. It's getting mixed messages. So it can't deliver on your vision if it's still getting all this negative undercurrent from you. So you really have to clear yourself, get into a high vibration state before you begin to do this. And so that's when you can begin, when you get really clear, when you're in a high vibrational state, now you can begin consciously creating your future by defining what that that is going to look like for you. The next step, the fifth step, is to commence the visualization process. Now, in in involved in this is not only just visualization but you have to see it feel it hear it experience it as if you were right there right now not in the future right now and here's what's really important we just talked about the emotions you have to feel what it is that you would be feeling at that moment joy love wonder whatever it is you want to experience you have to feel it because one of the other articles that we talk about in Practical Conscious Creation, which is 70 individual articles with several of the individual tips on how to raise your frequency, one of the things in there, it talks about frequency matching. Your goal is to match the frequency of what it is that you want to experience so that you can actually bring it in. So if you feel abundant, if you feel joyful, if you feel like you are love and you are loved, then those are the things that you will begin to attract through the visualization process. The sixth step is called become an actionary. Now, here's how the universe works. If you decide you're just going to be a couch potato and wait for all that to happen to you, you can be sitting for a very long time. (laughs) However, if you begin to take action, you're going to see some really interesting things happen. I love to tell the story in the book about, you know, there's this Indiana Jones character. He's being chased by the bad guy. He comes across this giant chasm, and there's no bridge, and he can't see how to get over that bridge, and there's this little Yoda creature who says, take the first step, (laughs) and so he takes that first step, and the first step of the bridge appears, and then he takes the next step, and the next step of the bridge appears. He's living in faith that this will unfold. And that's how it is with conscious creation. When you actually become an actionary and start taking the steps yourself, the universe rewards you. It gives you brownie points. Mm-hmm. It says, okay, I'm going to open the door. I'm going to put something in this person's path. I'm going to bring this person and somebody that they need to help them realize their dream. And it might not actually take you where you thought you were going But the universe is always going to take you in a direction that's going to be for your highest good. So just follow along because it's going to support you as long as you continue to take action. And the seventh and the last step is to incorporate practical conscious creation practices in everything you do. By doing all of these things that we talk about in the book to raise your personal frequency... You're going to be, in, a, in, in as we said, raising your frequency on a day-to-day basis, becoming a better, faster manifester, so that you are always, or near always, or correcting yourself to be in as often as frequently, in a state of high frequency, so that you can, in fact, attract what it is that you desire.
1: This is gorgeous, and it I'm really looking at the part about taking action. I speak so often Jackie with people who say I have done all the um, I did my vision board I did my affirmations I know clearly what I want I imagine it as if I was there and yet I'm sitting here waiting and nothing doorbells not ringing nobody's coming in I looked under the couch cushions there's nothing there I'm waiting and waiting when will it happen and the thing that we miss is the getting up and changing something do something different shift that energy use your own agency As someone who is a powerful manifester, use your agency to change something, even a little thing. And that makes all the difference right there.
0: It really, really does. And I've seen it so many times. The minute you begin to move forward, then everything just falls in alignment. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I see that we have, I'm always watching the clock. That's the torture of radio, isn't it? And Mm -hmm. we've got a couple minutes left before we get to the bottom of the hour. And I'd love to ask you, Jackie, how do you use these seven steps in your own life? How do you live into these? Because you do so many things. How do you put this to work for you so that you are powerful and flexible and able to manifest? Well, the first,
0: and it's really important, is that I trust the universe. And um, I used to worry about money all the time and whether it was going to come in and how I was going to make payments for all these people that, you know, have been in my employ. And about two or three years ago, I said, I am giving myself all this anxiety and ajita, and tourist as we say in Jewish. And I'm thinking to myself, do I really need this? Why don't I just trust the universe? Because the universe is always taking care of me. Things have always fallen into place as long as I've walked a moral and appropriate path. And I've fallen off on occasion, and I've seen the consequences. But when I walk in a positive path, then, in fact, I get taken care of. So I stopped worrying. I just trust the universe to make it all happen. And when I did that, boy, life sure got a lot easier, and money just started coming in. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I could be worrying about it like a whole lot of other people out there. But what's the point? What's going to happen is going to be a result of the way I feel about myself and the universe and the trust
1: I have there. And it is, again, recognizing that power, recognizing your responsibility. You may choose in any moment, will you worry or will you trust? And in each moment, you get to choose again and again and again and again.
0: And I am just, I love the relationship that I have with the divine at this point, Karen. I mean, it's an ongoing daily relationship of love and support and, 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 and compassion when I'm feeling down, sending me just people to support me. You know, I always find that, you know, that is my place of, my go-to place for whenever I need to feel joyful. God's there to take care of me
1: you're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Jackie Lappin. We're talking about her new book, Practical Conscious Creation, and we'll be right back with Jackie. I've got 180,000 more questions for her. We'll be right back after this. This week's episode: Danger at the Old Well.
0: Last one to the old well's a rotten egg. Ha ha! I win. Whoa! Ah! Sassy, Johnny fell
1: down the well. I'm wet. What, Sassy? You know where Mr. Gunderson keeps his rope? Go get it, girl. What? You rather use this time to set people straight about shelter pet adoption? I'm cold. People shouldn't be afraid to adopt from a shelter? <coughs> because shelter pets are screened for sound health and temperament? I'm wet and cold! Sassy, what about Johnny? <coughs> what? Let Johnny sit in the well until he learns to be more self-reliant? Sassy! what do you say? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the Shelter ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt! Have you ever lost a cat? And have you ever wanted to get your cat back? After you lost it? Hi there, I'm Andrew Hoffman. I went on this website called inventnow.org. Then I decided to make an invention of my own. It's called the Lost Cat Magnet Invention. So you can get your cat back after you lost it. Just turn it on, and lost cats stick to it. That's a good cat. If your cat was hiding up in a tree, it won't be up a tree anymore. It will be stuck to the Lost Cat Magnet. And sometimes they fly toward you in the air. Just listen to one satisfied cat. See, that's proof. You should go to the inventnow.org website, too. But just remember one thing. Don't do a lost cat magnet. Anything's possible.
0: Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games. At inventnow.org.
1: Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. I'm home. And I love it, I'm home where I belong, I'm home and I love it, I'm home where I belong. It's always nice to come home, but these days, many Americans are at risk of foreclosure and losing their homes. Fortunately, help is available. Making Home Affordable is a free program from the U.S. government. That has already helped over a million struggling homeowners, and we want to help you. I'm home. I'm home. And I love it. I'm home. I'm home. Find out now what your options are. Go to makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1 888 995 HOPE. The sooner you act, the better chance we can help you. I'm
0: home. I'm
1: home. Where I Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council.
0: And now, back to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager on Empower Radio, EmpowerRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager, and my guest on today's show is Jackie Lappin. We're in conversation about her book, Practical Conscious Creation daily techniques to manifest your desires. You can find out more about Jackie and her work at JackieLappin.com. Here comes the part where I spell, are you ready? J-A-C-K-I-E-L-A-P-I-N.com, JackieLappin.com. And of course, I love getting your emails and your Facebook messages to hear what you think of this show. What questions do you have about your own personal manifestation practice? How do you use Practical conscious creation in your own life. You can always reach me through my website at KarenHager.com and I love to hear from you. Now Jackie we were talking before we got to the break about those seven um, keys to create practical conscious creation in your life and it's Those are wonderful and they're big, big concepts. One of the things that I like so much about the book is that it breaks it down into really small, extremely practical uh, action items for people. And I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about, because the words that we use are so important, as we are creating that future, putting that order into the universe. Can you talk a little bit about how practically we can be looking at modifying our language, look at the ways in which we talk to ourselves and, and talk to others?
0: Well, absolutely. Um, and that is really a very much a, an ongoing uh, uh, a quest for most of us. Um, the words that we put out, we have to realize, are not just words. They are actually the what the message is that the universe gets. Partly, obviously, it's a message that we get. But more importantly, we are stating to the universe precisely what it is that we believe. And when you believe the things that you say, Jeff on my team consistently reminds me that when I refer to somebody as a, as a pain in the ass, I'm really asking for a pain in my <laughs> nether regions. Um, so... When you begin to start thinking about the words that you unconsciously put out in the world, then you realize that they have the power to manifest in very odd ways. Um, and a lot of times I'll think, oh, Lord, I did that. I realized that by the virtue of the words that I used. So what, you need to be conscious of how you phrase things, what you phrase things. Are the words that are coming from you from a place of love or from a place of fear? And how you, you, you deal with other people. Because when you treat people as if they are failures or they are not up to your caliber, you're actually going to manifest that experience back to you. Oh. They won't live up to your expectations. You'll make sure of that. On the other hand, if you treat people as if they're going to succeed, as if they are going to exceed your expectations. More than likely, they will. It's so much in the energy that those words carry into the world, and they will help to set the pace for what you will experience on a day-to-day basis. Um, I, I discovered I had one staff member who, when I would correct her about, errors that she made in the office, she immediately responded defensively on the basis that she couldn't do anything wrong, of course. And of course, that was not productive. When I realized that when I went to her from a kind and compassionate standpoint, and I'd say to her, look what we did here. We just, you know, we just made this mistake here. Can we fix it? First, I put it on not just her, on us. Right and I've laughed at it, I made fun of it, rather than making it a a punitive um, dialogue, everything changed. Oh, of course, no problem, I'll go take care of it. Very much in the difference. When When your words are collaborative, when your words are designed to bring people to you as opposed to push them away from you, then you're far more likely to see the outcome that you want rather than the outcome that you don't
1: want. Oh. And there's compassion is in there as well, because you were mindful enough to see not that you were annoyed because she was always defensive, but mindful enough to get a little bit into what is the root of that, how can I, how can I shift that energy? Your compassionate language helped solve that problem, it sounds like.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things is that I think we should, it's from a selfish standpoint but it's it's a much broader picture is when you look at something and say okay what really is the outcome here that I'd like to have happen how can I say this in a way that I make that person my ally rather than my enemy how can I make them help me I often go to somebody <clears throat> excuse me let's say that I you know I'm dealing with some uh, corporate uh, c- customer service rep And I could stand there and I can yell and scream. And I've done this many times in my life, I have to admit, shamefully. But if I go to them and say, hey, I've got this issue, this problem. Could you help me with it? They are far more likely to fix it quickly and efficiently than when I am coming from a place of anger or frustration or negative energy.
1: And I don't know if that's all the way selfish because it, seems to me that it would impact the person who you are treating differently. If I'm the customer service rep and all day long people are calling and screaming at me and in that interaction with you, Jackie, I see that there is a different way to handle the issue, that may then shift my energy as I'm working with the next person and the next person and the next person. So I don't know if it is that selfish after all. You got your issue fixed, but you also have kind of given a little bit of a gift or opened a door for somebody else.
0: I just find that it's always better to be kinder and nicer than it is to come from a place of me first and and I'm telling you this is not it has not been easy I'm a natural Sagittarian so what comes into my head is what comes out of my mouth or did for many years and I had to stop and think and say how do I want to say this or I'll be re- typing an email, and I'll ma- and it'll sound like a demand, and then I'll stop. Nope, I got to go back and put the nice part in first, huh. so show that I'm compassionate and I'm listening and I'm thoughtful, and then I can go ahead and say what I want to say. So, you know, every thought has to go through the gatekeeper. Every action has to go through the gatekeeper. Sometimes I fail like the rest of us, but more often than not, I am more conscious, more aware than I certainly was when I was at a younger age. And it makes life a whole lot easier. I went through life pissing off a lot of people in my youth just because I was so, I was so anxious to succeed and be you know, what, the, what, what I was supposed to be. And it wasn't only in, in the, my latter years when I really got into this world of consciousness and conscious creation that I realized that there was a better way. And that it was going to make my life easier and I was going to put something better out into the world. Um, And that I had a responsibility to be the person that I would want others to one see and I would like to emulate for others. Because if I don't act this way, then how can I either teach this or how can I um, create the kind of world that I want to live in? Um, I have to. I have to be it to experience it.
1: One of the things that really captured my interest in uh, practical conscious creation was your uh, idea of power pronouncements about using very powerful language. I am compassionate. I am strong. I am. Can you say a little bit about those? Because I love those, and to me, for some reason, they're they they're stronger than affirmations, because they come from connecting with that deep power that we all hold.
0: Well, I think that, that first of all, you know, when you are sort of waffling about things, uh, if you're unsure of yourself, um, then, again, the universe really can't give you a clear path. But And, and you, you're telling your conscious and your subconscious, That you don't maybe deserve what it is that you really would like to see experience in the world. So if you come from a, um, you know, you you come from a place of power, you're going to actually move that energy. You know, I am um, intuitive, beautiful, sexy, honest, good looking, courageous, fearless, whatever it might be. I will be healthy for the rest of the year, cruising financially loving my life. You're setting the tone. It's not, I'd like it to happen. I will. I know that I am loved by God. I am capable of learning the latest version of this software. (laughs) Um, I can develop a successful healing practice with the skills I already have. When you state that I know that, you are being in your knowing and you are attracting that knowingness. I feel powerful. Smart, strong, gifted, talented, willing. What do you feel inside? And even if you don't feeling, feel it, act as if. Because once you ask, start acting as if, you will step into that role. And then I am a great business person, fantastic office manager, spiritually conscious and connected person. You know, whatever it is, don't equivocate. Be in your power. Speak those words, believe those words, use these as affirmations, and you will begin to see change.
1: I can't have you here without asking you to do the money tree meditation. Can you, will you share that with me and with the listeners?
0: I would love to.
1: The problem
0: with most of us today is that we are focusing on our lack of abundance, our financial woes, and the more you focus on those things, the more you're going to have of that. You know, what we talk, What we focus on expands, law of attraction, all of that. So you need to elevate yourself out of that mindset. And one of my favorite things to do is to do a little mini guided meditation of the money tree. So for this moment, shut your eyes, please, and just imagine that you have swallowed a little seed and that seed just goes all the way down and embeds itself in your tummy lo and behold there is a little trunk and it starts to grow and as it grows branches come off that little tree and those that tree it's beginning to grow leaves and every one of those beautiful green leaves is a thousand dollar bill Now, you grab one of those $1,000 bills and you go spend it on something. My goodness, another one goes right back in its place. It's an ever-abundant money tree. You are an ever-abundant money tree. All you have to do is water and nurture it with love and positive energy, and the universe will bring an equal measure of love and Remember, the universe is a source, and so this is its its seed, its little seed money, and it will always be there for you. And if you remember that you're an ever-abundant money tree, and you want a reminder of that, you can actually go to my website, go to practicalconsciouscreation.com or jackielappin.com, hit the Practical Conscious Creation drop-down bar, and get your very own money tree image to put on your vision board, at your desk, on your mirror, and be a constant reminder that you are an ever-abundant money tree.
1: Oh, I love it. And that, when we start on the inside, just even that getting quiet, asking people to close their eyes, when we start on the inside, we start from that place of mindfulness, of silence, of focus, That's where intuition kicks in. It's where healing kicks in. That's where the divine is. And when you are then tapping into and creating from that place, that's where you can make that deep and lasting change, not just on the surface, but at a deep and lasting level.
0: It's amazing what happens when you can drop into that place.
1: As you have... Spoken and taught and worked with groups around practical conscious creation, what are some of the places where people have found the most wonderful change and some of the places where people stumble or get caught up a bit?
0: Well, I think that the one thing that everybody asks about is, you know, how to, in fact, stay consistent. And it's just being vigilant. It's, and, and sometimes you can even ask, if you're in a relationship, you can ask your, your, your fellow partner to be help you be conscious. And then you can help that person be conscious too. I love having um, the, the folks that work with me. They're always around catching me in my bad habits. And, you know, they say, hey, you know, we need to help you because you're our leader. And so I always am willing to think, yes, they're right about that. So partnership is a really good thing. I think one of the things that lots of people love is there is a wonderful, um, uh, one of the chapters in the book is called Staying Positive with a Negative Energy Vibration, Spouse or Partner. And everybody asked me about that one because so many people, Um, they're saying, okay, so I am trying to be positive and I am raising my frequency, but my partner isn't. What am I going to do about this? And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of little suggestions in this article about how you can stay in your positive state and what you can do about this. And one of the things that we really haven't talked about yet is to actually consciously create experiences before they happen. So in other words, consciously create your day You know, if you're going to go to the work, you know, and you start imagining that all the things are going to go wrong, you're going to have trouble with this person, or this, you know, you're one of these people on your staff is going to undercut you. Just imagine the day going perfectly. Imagine this person loving you. Imagine everything being copacetic. And put, I love to say, throw your pink love net over them (laughs) and spread your love to them. And you will be surprised. That even if the day doesn't come out perfectly, it's going to be a whole lot better than if you were, you know, going down your usual path. And the same thing is with when you're with a negative energy spouse or partner, begin to visualize it being better. Begin to visualize this person beginning to change. Now, don't make them change. You can change. When you change, they may change because... There is an automatic reaction between once you start raising your frequency, one, there is like a tuning fork. They may start raising their frequency. But the other thing is they look and remember the scene from when Harry met Sally when she looks and said, I'm going to have what she's having. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of happens like that in a relationship. They look at you and say, why is she so happy? What What is she doing? And then they may follow your lead. And then if they really don't follow your lead and after years of visualizing positive and Staying in your positive, you know, uh, um, uh, bubble, even though that this person is trying to pull you down all the time, sometimes you just kind of have to walk away. And, uh, you know, it's sad when relationships come to an end, when friendships come to an end. And, but sometimes you have to decide, this is the path I'm going to go on, and I'm not going to allow that person to take me down, and this isn't what I want in my life. And you let them go.
1: I think that having that heightened awareness that... Um being in touch with what frequency you're vibrating at then naturally brings you into greater sensitivity when things are out of balance. And that would be whether it's your own behavior that's out of balance or your language or your desire, whatever that is, or if it's the balance that we hold in relationships. And one of the things that I hear a lot, Jackie, with people that I talk to is that there sometimes is a lot of um sort of frantic... Uh, projection of energy forward onto how do I make him change? How do I make her different? And what I'm hearing you suggest is that when you raise your own vibration, it can raise the vibration of the other person if they choose.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that happens is once you start to change and you don't engage in the same old behavior, then things are naturally going to be changing because you're you're taking yourself out of the circular equation. And that person has to respond differently as well. So, you know, by changing yourself, you're really the only party in this that you can change. Don't actually try to change that person. Don't expect them to change. Hold a vision that they will change. But take care of your own change. That's where the real magic is.
1: As we are creating our future, as we are consciously creating what we want to have, how do our past issues or hurts or resentments or joys or experiences, how do those color that creation? Well,
0: I think, you know, all of the spiritual teaching is that if you allow your past to influence your future, you're going to be bringing your past into your future. And that's one of the things that I, again, cite in in the book. Um, The last thing you want to do is make your future the same as your past, because most of us are trying to escape our past. So you have to let it go. You have to not assume that the same thing is going to happen in the future that happened in the past. You need to be open to an alternate route, an alternate choice, an alternate um, energy to be present, um, you know, and and you know, everybody from you know, obviously Eckhart Tolle to a million other people talk about living in the present. The more you live in the present, not in the past or not in the future, the more you're going to experience joy, because your future is your past is riddled with all the things that you want to look at. You, you, you tend to look at from a negative standpoint, which you really should recalibrate and look at from a positive learning standpoint but assume that that's there your future is all about buying anxiety and worry that's not even happened yet you know from this point if you're either looking at your past or your future you're you're loading yourself up with worry and anxiety um, you know negative reflection if you clear all that debris away and just live in the moment that allows for your joy to come back
1: and it's a it's a it's a delicate balance. It's a kind of a beautiful, uh, dance, a shift that we go through as we find ourselves, we are always pulled to the past or pulled to the present. As we bring ourselves into what I think of as that sweet spot of the present, that's a very, that's a very powerful place to be. And especially if we are using these conscious creation tools in the present, not trying to change the past or make something happen in the future, it's for, it's creating from that now that is so juicy.
0: And the other thing that we probably haven't addressed is the part of this that has to do with expectation. The first thing is, when you are consciously creating, you need to let go of that creation. Let it fly and not sit here and it's, sit on it like a, watched, a pot, pot <laughs> boiling. Um, you know, that... Uh, detachment is allows it to manifest because otherwise, what you're doing is choking off the energy, you know, by holding on to it with desperation and worry and will it happen and a and need. Let go of the need. Um, and the, um, but keep in mind also that when you're when you're setting when you're going out to create the future, you don't want to have the kinds of expectations that are going to automatically allow things to disappoint you. You know, one of the um, articles in the book is on the fact that expectation is the death of serenity. If you actually anticipate something specifically in such a way that you want it to happen, then, in fact, whatever happens is not going to satisfy you. Hmm. If you allow the outcome to be what it is, to, as we talk about, you know, in the present, experience the joy of whatever unfolds, be adaptable and flexible with whatever unfolds, be okay with whatever it is, and just take the new path, then in fact, you're going to find your path a whole lot easier, a whole lot more fun, and your expectations, without having expectations, whatever shows up is going to be fantastic. Mm.
1: Now, you take these principles and you live them in your daily life, and I know that you do a lot of work that you're passionate about, and we're only covering a little bit of it here. Can you give us a glimpse click, quickly into your, your other passions, the other things you do?
0: Thank you, Karen. What, what, I, what I do besides of this work is we help other authors, speakers, experts, companies who are changing the world in positive ways Get their word out. um, I'm a messenger of my message, but I'm a messenger of other people's messages. My company's Conscious Media Relations and Conscious and Transformational Speakers help authors through publicity, radio media tours, and also speaking engagements. So we work to make sure that you can deliver your message in the same way that we're delivering this message here. And that's my joy in life, because the purpose that, that I've been given, the blessed gift of the divine has been to give me all the tools to help other people do their work in a bigger way. And that to me is w- the wonderful joy. Um, I am so blessed with being able to work with conscious leaders everywhere and to help them do, the, do their work.
1: Oh, Jackie, thank you so much for sharing that gift and this time with us. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the program and, and share the book and share these tools.
0: Oh, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been a joy. And you're a wonderful interviewer and what a a, a lovely opportunity this has been. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. That's Jackie Lappin, and she's the author of Practical Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to Manifest Your Desires. You can get that book anywhere. It's won a ton of awards. It's an Amazon.com bestseller. And you can find out more about Jackie and her work at JackieLappin.com. That's J-A-C-K-I-E-L-A-P-I-N dot com. Remember that when you go there and you click on that Practical Conscious Creation drop-down box, there's a money tree image that you can take and use. Put that to use. Get something started today to change your circumstances, change your life, make that positive choice and of course you can always connect with me through my website karenhager.com it's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events plus I want your feedback on this show what did you hear today that inspired you how what changes would you like to make because of what you've learned here today thank you for listening together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.